there. Welcome to Brave, Bold, and Badass, the podcast. I'm your host, Grace Howes, productivity and mindset coach and all-around soul nudger for women in business. In this podcast, I not only talk about the process of inner transformational work, but share ways to maneuver through, to reconnect to a deeper sense of your worth, your brilliance, and your agency, especially if you're in your second stage of life. What I know to be true is that women in business can be both fierce and soft, while wholly being themselves, and still find room to be more bold in their thinking, more badass in their doing, and especially more brave in their being. Let's do this, shall we? One of the things that has been one of my ever-ready back-pocket resources for any challenge I face, for even the good stuff that comes up, is my journal, my business journal. As you'll hear in this episode, it's one of the tools I regularly use with my clients because it's something they can use to help open themselves up in a way that sometimes my asking a question cannot in the moment. The question gets them thinking and then they can take it to their journal. And because the majority of my clients are women in business, I started calling it their business journal. It's a space to release all the errant thoughts and feelings that crowd their minds as they work. The thoughts that keep them from basically showing up and creating momentum. And because clients found it such an integral resource, I created a course called A Deeper Calling on how to harness your thoughts for your business. It's especially good for those new to the journaling experience. But what I really want to tell you about is the journal circle that happens every fourth Thursday. Journal circle transforms an enriching experience of solitude into a powerful experience of kindred souls and community. I invite you to come and join us to discover more ease, more clarity, more intention, more joy, but most especially to discover more of you. Through thoughtfully selected prompts, guided worksheets, and creative exercises, you'll follow the path of your inner compass to ground and root yourself so that you work to release what is no longer needed and find out the information that's already there. I'll leave a link in the show notes for more information and so that you can register for our next gathering. But right now, let's get to this week's episode. If you were to listen to your inner voice only, not anyone else's opinions and ideas, or your logical reasoning mind, not your internal soul self, what would you choose to do knowing that you wouldn't experience any backlash, either external or internal? Sometimes in our hustle to manage our business, and in the responsibility we feel for others, our clients and those we collaborate with, including the people in our life, we forget that we matter too. We forget to meet our own needs or, sadly, even recognize that they exist. What if you could choose yourself, your needs and desires, your dreams and your wishes first? That would be a thing, right? with no other considerations to factor in. 
So my question to you is, why not? Why don't you do that? What if, what if you extended the courtesy of care and love and concern you readily give to others, sometimes without a moment's hesitation? What if you were able to extend those considerations to yourself? And would that be such a bad thing? The real question that you'd have to answer then is, would you be able to quiet the noise in your head that will automatically start shouting at you that says you should not be putting your needs first? That's such an ingrained habit we have, most of us have, isn't it? Fulfilling others' needs and their expectations of us. What if you were free from that constraint with no self-judgment coming into play? What if you chose to listen to your internal voice, the one that knows you best, and radically change how you operate in life? Too much? Go with me here. And what if your wildest dreams were not only possible, but doable? Would you put yourself first? The unobvious and, as I perceive it, the bigger question is, can you trust yourself to do the work to find out? Because self-trust is such a tricky, vulnerable, and oftentimes mind-bending thing to wrap your head around, far less to implement change. See if the end of these next scenarios or questions ring a bell for you. Do, Do they come up for you? in the most quiet way, or do they shout? So here goes. Do you still check in with people before you actually commit to making a final decision? Do you feel that your power to impact is less than those you see around you? Do you think that your ideas are not worth sharing or that there's just no internal wisdom to be had? Are you mostly ruled by expectations others have of you or the sense of responsibility you feel towards them? Do you tend to let your IBSC, that itty bitty shitty committee, take over certain situations where you feel it's too much for you to rationalize? Do you regularly slump into can't be bothered thinking? Or Do you find it difficult to prioritize your needs and get out of your own way? Learning to trust yourself, to trust your own internal compass, especially when that's not a norm for you yet, means you have to give up control of directing a linear path forward and out and allowing your unpracticed inner voice to guide you. You don't get to a place of solace and joy and ease and contentment by following the prescribed dotted line for your life, for your business. You make waves. You sit in stillness. You reflect back. You start from the center, your center, and work your way out. This is how inner trust is built. A few years ago, I had a coaching client who was unaware that any of this was possible for her. 
she trained herself to stay in action mode because slowing down and listening to what her inner wisdom had to say absolutely freaking terrified her. The thing is, when she started working with me, she didn't even realize that these internalized terror, for want of a better word, these feelings existed within her. Anytime she didn't know what to do or, and this one is big, when uncertainty became consciously noticeable, instead of heading inward, she muddied the waters. She convoluted things, anything that she encountered in her business by adding more and more to her plate, searching for a solution. She hadn't a clue what she thought because she didn't take the time to go inward, to allow, to allow her feeling space to exist. What surprised her even more and for a while became a sticking point for her in our sessions was that she had reached the age of 50. I think she was going to turn 51 soon. And only in trying to start a business did she become aware that this stuff existed in her and she realized it was holding her back. Something so many of us second stagers experience. Feeling scared and uncertain rattled her. So she avoided feeling at all cost. All the feelings, all the time. When she decided to work with me, one of the things she knew was that something was off. Something felt off. She couldn't put her finger on it, but she knew instinctively, which is interesting because she didn't listen to her inner voice most of the time. She knew instinctively that it was not something to do with her business per se, but it was something to do with her. At the beginning of our work, I would constantly ask her to drop lower into her body. And when she did, I could visibly see how this exercise unnerved her and made her anxious and scared. But in one of our weekly meetings, a penny dropped she realized that she wasn't integrating her body into any decision-making. And when I say her body, I mean her inner compass. She would always bypass the clues her body was giving her and stay in her head instead. I call this above-the-neck thinking versus below-the-neck feeling, a term I usually call with my clients, ATN versus BTN. According to what she knew from her life experiences logic and reason are what matters most and it's how you get ahead that's how she lived her life and how she worked in her business until she couldn't anymore so many of us who go into business we come in with the long whispered message that our feelings cannot shall not will not be a part of how we do business we're not cognizant of our btn below the neck feelings They're dismissed as a resource that isn't required, so there's no need to access them. And yes, I define our BTN as a resource because it's where our intuition lives. And because they don't find a reason to bring it in, they find themselves unable to push forward in any meaningful way, letting distractions and busy work rule their time. So... This client's stress, her unease, her inability to find clarity and stillness and not do the runaround complicated things for her. 
Now, when a client first works with me, I ask them to start a business journal. Funnily enough, at the beginning, it's just a Google Doc we set up so that I can access it as well. And in order to help them, I need to know what they are thinking and experiencing internally in between our calls to see what thoughts and beliefs are coming up, to hear what their IBSC is saying to them. And I can say for this client, in just the first few months of our work together, radical shifts started to happen for her. She began to see herself differently. She became more aware of her internal voice, finally understanding that she actually had one and that she can access her wisdom through this voice. She was beginning to understand how she'd always operated that stemmed from a myriad of life experiences and other people's opinions and expectations of her and was making the shifts and changes necessary for her inner authority to rise up. We worked on instituting boundaries with her clients and others in her life. But the biggest and most significant boundary were the ones she created for herself that kept her tethered to her soul. What she learned was how to put herself first. Now, at the beginning of this episode, I'm sure you had a different idea of what I meant by putting yourself first. Am I right? It's not selfishness, but rather basic self-care. And I gotta say, the airlines have it right. You have to take care of yourself first, by putting on your mask and breathing in that sweet oxygen to keep you aware and awake. It is only then that you can confidently offer support and help to others should they need it. So in the case of you and your business, the full and complete knowledge of you and your voice and your internal compass and wisdom helps to fill you up with positive energy and momentum so that then you can turn around and help others, which is the point of your business, right? Putting you first has to have meaning for you because not doing so can affect your identity, believe it or not, your mental and energetic capacity, and your ability to make an impact with the work you do. The other way, you, the brilliant essence of who you are, might perish. If you're not there yet, this idea of putting yourself first, I mean, how can you start to do it? I say start small, small incremental ways, because you don't want overwhelm to kick in because this is a new experience for you. Or for that matter, on the other side of it, you don't want to push people away because you're putting yourself first. In any situation you encounter, in order to access your own internal needs, the feelings coming up about an action you want to take, I suggest by asking yourself a question. One simple question. How can I honor myself in this situation? Asking this question allows you to dig a little bit deeper 
and not just give a surface pat answer. And in addition, how can you answer this question in a way that doesn't allow self-judgment or guilt to seep in? This is where the practice is needed. One of the thoughts the same client I talked about earlier used was, I am worthy of my own love. Now, some might hear that statement and, and at face value, without the context of what I shared earlier, think, ah, that's too pretentious. I can't do that. It's too woo-woo to make a difference. But for her, phrasing it this way was an elemental awakening about her and for her. She understood what this sentence, this thought, this affirmation was for her. So, yeah, put yourself first. Walk in these shoes. Even though they may be the most uncomfortable pair of shoes you will ever wear. Trust me, or rather, trust yourself and your inner voice. Alrighty, that's it for today. Next week, I have a treat for you, another treat for you another badass business entrepreneur interview. I cannot wait to share this fun and very insightful conversation with you with a woman who learned to trust her inner voice. But until then, be brave, be bold, stay badass.